0: Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 15 of That Brown Wish and I'm your host, Nalani Selvasingham. So Trump has COVID and in more important news, Marc Gasol is going back to Spain to play basketball. I should make that more clear because then that kind of comes off a little racist, I think. But honestly, this year all this past year since we're done the raptor season is done he was so terrible the way he played it seemed like it was some sort of like outreach program you know like make a wish foundation but for aging men who have zero basketball skills but have this dream of playing for a professional basketball team for one season he couldn't shoot he couldn't dribble He couldn't even jump, he couldn't bend down. And the fact that he made like more than $20 million this year, it makes me wanna like crawl up into a ball and like just cry. But I shouldn't just focus on the bad things. I know I gave him a really hard time this year, but if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have won the championship last year. And I don't think anyone can deny that. The Raptors were not a potential championship team until he came to our team, until we traded for him. Before he came, like I didn't feel comfortable or confident with the Raptors. Yeah, they did well, but it was still a lot of iso play, a lot of selfish play, just people just kind of trying to get their own. But once he came, like I feel like everyone got on that same page. Like everyone wanted to share the ball. Sometimes it was like too unselfish, but it was the right way to go, and it was the right mindset. And he definitely was the reason that we won. Forget Kawhi carrying the team throughout most of the playoffs. Forget that we wouldn't have even got as far as we did without Marcus All on our team and everyone picking up on his good habits. And I'm sure none of you guys have forgotten him on the floor during the championship parade and chugging that rosé bottle like he became known as the king of rosé like rosé all day rosé all day the first time i heard that saying was during an episode of real housewives of new york city that show is terrible like it's so trash but i still watch it i'm not gonna deny it so yeah it's like trash tv but like it's what makes reality TV interesting you either need competition or you need drama but it's almost worse than all the other Real Housewives shows because the women on the New York one are all single in their like 50s and 60s for the most part and they're wild they are so wild I wouldn't even think about doing some of the things they do like they are at least living their life and they seem to be doing fine but For me watching, I'm just like, they're such wrecks. It just makes me feel a little bit better about how I conduct myself. And when I heard them say it on the show and I was like, oh my God, this is so annoying. These ladies are terrible people. And it's so catchy. And then I said it, and I know you guys might be judging me right now, but you know what? You're going to say it too, all right? And then you're going to hate yourself for it. Rosé all day, rosé all day. Anyway, getting back to what I was talking about. Marcus saw holding that rosé bottle and he chugged the whole thing. That was impressive. Granted, in his hands and relative to his height, that rosé bottle which was probably like a 750, it just looked like a beer bottle. And he chugged it with so much ease. I remember once going to cottage and we were playing beer pong. I was so confident that I was going to win. I always overestimate my talents when it comes to AIM. But the team that we were facing, they had like beat everybody. They were like unstoppable. And I was like, I'm going to win. And I can't even remember who my teammate was. But I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to upset the champions. And the deal was, if you lost, you had to chug a beer. I don't like beer. I've never been a beer drinker. It's an acquired taste. And I just never acquired it. Not with age. Not with practice. it has so much gas and like okay like I can do a bubbly wine I like a sparkling wine I can do a cider if it's a little bit like on the sweeter end but beer like no sir no none of that and since I was like confident I was gonna win I was just like okay yeah whatever you can bet anything and I'm still gonna take you up on it because I'm that confident that I'm gonna win well I lost well my team lost whoever my teammate was I don't know who it was but yes so we lost and I remember them passing me this beer. And I was like, okay. And they started chanting, chug, chug, chug. And I started chugging. And I continued chugging. And I was chugging for like five minutes. Because most of the time, I was just like holding my mouth to the bottle because it was so much gas. Like you can't chug that kind of stuff. Like. I don't know how people do it like give me liquor you know done like there's no problems on my side with that but beer like the carbonation is difficult. So like for five minutes I'm chugging I'm doing quotations chugging and the whole time all these guys are still like chug chug chanting the whole time like (laughs) I was so embarrassed and then finally that bottle finished like after what seemed like an eternity it finished and my first thought was it's all gonna come back out it's coming up oh it's coming up I ran outside I couldn't breathe like my heart like there was this like feeling inside my chest that I was just like oh okay either I'm gonna throw up or I'm gonna like let out the biggest burp of life one or the other is gonna happen And I remember one of the other girls like walked out with me and she's like, it's okay, just breathe, just breathe. You're gonna be fine. And I was, thankfully. But yeah, I think this is like the best move for Gasol. Like I don't see him doing any better if he was to stay in the NBA. Now he can go to Spain and he would be treasured there. And I'm sure in their style of play, he's gonna do just fine and be around his family. Good for him. He had a great great successful career in the NBA and maybe you know this weekend I'll have a little bit of rosé just to toast him. Speaking of the Raptors I know I did my Raptors podcast but I forgot something so critical and I couldn't believe that I actually didn't remember this when I was thinking of topics to discuss during that podcast So when I was younger and we didn't have cable, I did tell you guys that, you know, I had to like read the newspaper to find out what was happening. But at one point, I did realize that the Raptors were also on the radio, like you could listen to the game. And this was just because during their broadcast, they would talk about the Fan 590, the Fan Five Hundred and Ninety. And I remember thinking, like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm sure we have a radio somewhere here that I'm going to figure out how to listen to raptors on that radio. And then we had this one radio, which I didn't even think was able to do anything except for play, like, cassettes. And it was huge. Like, it was a good, like, 30 pounds. It had all these, like, dials and knobs. And it looked kind of cool when I was younger, but, like, now it's just, like, antique. So I remember carrying this monstrosity up to my bedroom and I would sit there on my bed and then have the game playing on the radio figured out how to work it so you know it's a.m and then put the dial to 590 and I was like so proud of myself for figuring this out and I remember yeah sitting on my bed just listening to the games and then after a while like because I'm by myself like there's no one else that wants to sit and listen to the games with me so I'm by myself I'll sit there and I'll listen maybe my sister was around because we did share room for most of our childhood and then I'll be like oh you know what I'm just gonna lay down it would be a little bit more comfortable right so I'll lay down and continue listening and then it's like oh now I'm laying down you know on my back and the lights bright it's too bright, so let me just close my eyes, rest them a little bit, but I could still listen, right? I'm still listening to the game, and then eventually, obviously, inevitably, I end up falling asleep. like I would always end up falling asleep. But the best moments, the bestest of the moments was when I would stir awake because the light's still on in my room, and I would stir awake and I would hear chuck sworsky on the radio saying raptors win raptors win and i'd be so happy even though i didn't listen to any of the game <laughs> and it would be like such a good feeling i miss chuck i remember when he was leaving i think he went to like chicago next or you know he got a job somewhere else and i think i don't think matt Dublin came right away there may have been like leo and you know a couple other people and then maybe matt came but i remember when matt devlin came i'm like there's no way i'm ever going to like this guy as much as i like chuck Swirsky. but i was wrong he's great he is a really good announcer i think the raptors broadcasters are by far the best broadcasters in the nba for any team like some of them i've listened to just because like maybe there's a channel wasn't working and i had to watch it on a different channel that carried the other team's broadcasters and they're just boring they're not the same they're definitely not the same so jack armstrong leo routins matt devlin you guys are the best so i remember previously when i did that mailbag episode someone had asked me you know if i had the opportunity to go to space like would i so at that time i had said that i probably wouldn't because i'm very like claustrophobic and i don't think that would like suit this whole idea of being even in a rocket but then I kept thinking about it like this whole thing and then eventually I did come back to the same thing that this would probably not work for me And I realized like if I was to go into space I wouldn't freak out like there's no way even if I was feeling claustrophobic and I was you know short of breath and having a lot of anxiety I would never freak out I'm the type of person who won't make a scene you know calm down Nilani. no need to alarm anyone stop being dramatic and a good example of this is so maybe a year or two ago i tried a little something something not gonna say what it was nothing crazy and i do drink but that's it, like I don't, I don't do anything else. So this was like one of the first times that I had tried this little something something. And I was with a couple of friends and Akash. I was sitting there and then I lost the ability to swallow. I'm sitting there and I'm trying, I'm like swallow Nalani, swallow. It's not happening, it's not working at all. So I got up and I started walking out of the room. Akash was sitting next to me so I had to walk by him in order to leave the room and he was like, where are you going? And I was like, I can't swallow. I think I'm going to die. And I don't want to do it in front of everybody. (laughs) I was like going to go into a corner and just let death take me. I just didn't want to die those weird, like awkward ways. Like, I don't know. I was like, I just wanted to get out of there. I don't want anyone watching me die. So I was just like, whatever struggle I'm experiencing right now, I just want to do it by myself. So yeah, and Akash once told me about this passenger who had somehow brought something onto a plane that was banned like they weren't allowed to bring it but it wasn't like they were trying to harm somebody or any sort of terrorist activity or anything like that it was nothing like that but it was like such a minor thing but you're not allowed to let passengers carry that on flights so what ended up happening was the flight had already taken off and i'd already been i think traveling for like more than two hours at this point and they had to i don't know how they even realized it like how do you even come to find that out like is there someone else going through everything again like I, i really don't know how they found out but protocol dictates that you need to bring the flight back So can you imagine being on that flight? You're two hours into your trip and then now they're bringing the flight back. They can't let the flight land in its destination. So they have to bring the flight back, get the passenger off the flight. I don't know if that person was even allowed to fly or they just took the item that they weren't allowed to carry and then let them back on the flight. Like, I don't know how that worked. But that would drive everybody crazy, right? If I was that person, I would be like, I'm not getting back on this flight. Everyone's gonna know that we had to come back because of me, oh no, no, oh no, no. Get me on the next flight out of here. But yeah, so that's what I was thinking. And I was like, I always have that fear every time I'm at the airport and my bag is going through the conveyor belt, whatever that thing is called. And they're scanning it. and I'm like, I have something in there that's going to set off all the alarms somehow it managed to find its way into there and then i start thinking of all these stories what if i was walking with my purse and someone just slipped it in from behind me you know or maybe i had put it down to do something and someone has slipped it in at that time like it's this is like just in the few minutes that it's taking for me to be standing in the line and my items going through the scanner i start concocting all these like weird scenarios and i'm like okay if they find it and they are going to find it because it's there. How am I going to get myself out of it? How am I going to explain this to them that it wasn't mine? Because that's what everyone would say, right? That's not mine. I have no idea how that got in there. And I think I remember seeing like some sort of uh, meme or something, or maybe it was someone else's stand up about having this fear that a handgun is just gonna show up in your purse. Like that's how you feel when your purse is going through like the scanner. And I was like, that's totally me. Those are the kind of thoughts that go through my head during that time. So if I ever was in flight in the rocket and I had to come back down and everyone had to come back down with me, it would be because I was carrying something illegal that I shouldn't have brought with me and they would have found it. And then they would have been like, we got to go back. And how anticlimactic that whole thing would have been for everybody. I would have been the shame of Canada, the shame of NASA, is NASA for Canada as well? What's the Canadian NASA called? Casa? Mi casa e su casa. Did you guys watch that episode of Family Matters? And Steve Urkel takes a lot of liberties, right? When it comes to his neighbor's house, like he feels like he could just walk in whenever. And yeah, so at one point he says to what's the cop's name? Carl. Uh, Uncle Carl. He says like he's like laughing and he's just like mi casa e su casa. And then Uncle Carl goes, Mika sa e kikirasa. I love that show. I don't see reruns of that show, which is weird, right? If you guys know any channels that have reruns of Family Matters, please let me know. Like that was a big part of my childhood. And even though we didn't have cable, it used to come on one of the channels. I don't know which channel, but it was like so unclear. Like it was so fuzzy, but we would like still watch it because there's nothing else going on or maybe they would bring that show back on like netflix have all the seasons that would be so great i've been like praying that they would bring modern family and they finally did that so who knows all right thank you everyone for listening please subscribe please share please comment i would love to hear from all of you grateful thankful blessed peace